We've been mentioning mentioning a lot of things, a lot to know about uh, tomorrow's schedule and the rest of this week. But one of the things that we've been emphasizing for the last few weeks is that uh, tomorrow, uh, that this week, Erev Shabbos Nachamu on Friday, will be uh, broadcasting from Stay Road. We're actually going to be recording the program in the morning in Stay Road and then participating in a Hachlasa Sefer Torah made possible by our friends uh, Simon and Dr. Joe of West Orange, New Jersey. And we'll explain all of that on Friday morning. It'll be a beautiful celebration, guaranteed. Yossi Baumel is here, and aside from discussing Friday's show, he could also discuss with us what's been happening in Stay Road as close to the front lines as you can get to the Gaza border in terms of a real large Jewish community. And obviously Stay Road has been under fire for years, but I'm sure the last few weeks have been even more intense. Yassi Baumel, good morning and welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. I don't know if I'm allowed to enjoy this, you know, during the nine days, but it's really always a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. It's a little bit of a uh, somber mood, but it's been a somber mood for the last few weeks. And uh, as I say, in Stay Road, the rockets have been flying for years. This is not a new development, but I'm sure you could tell us that the last few weeks have been a little bit more intense living in Stay Road. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, as soon as the whole thing started, uh, Alon Davidi, the new mayor of Sterot, our form, the former director of our yeshiva, made a statement. He said, Sterot is the bulletproof vest of Israel. We're used to taking this, and we're prepared to take it as long as we finish the job. We're here on the front line, and we're going to take it. We've just finished the job. How many people and live in Stay Road? There are about 25,000 people, and it goes up every as we speak all the time. And yeah, which is remarkable. That you're in the you know, we had <laughs> we had a, a group of senators visit Stay Road about two three months ago. So Noam Bedin and I, Noam Bedin from the Stay Road Media Center, and I took them around, and we were standing in front of one of the playgrounds where there's a caterpillar that's a bomb, actually the bomb shelter. And you know, first we were talking to them about how no other there's no other place in the world where. People accept the violence every day by play, making a place for the kids to play that's protected. You know, I mean, there's nowhere else in the world where people do that. It's something unique to the Jewish people. Anyway, and then I told them, turn around and look behind you. There were seven building cranes right there behind them, all new building projects going up in Stay Road. You know, and this is, and it's continuing now. We're building even now with the, uh, with the missiles coming over. So overhead. there's still plenty of people who are interested in living there. Yeah, we have, uh, this summer we have a group of over 30 of our graduates who bought apartments, not renting, bought apartments in one of these new projects and are moving in, and this is happening all the time. It is unbelievable. Um, you, you mentioned the attitude that uh, your mayor has that will be the bulletproof you know, vest or the bulletproof shield for the rest of Israel. I mean, it, it can't be that all 25,000 residents feel that way, or am I wrong? The majority, in fact, do. You know, you mu- there must be some people who don't feel that way, but right. I can tell you when we had the uh, 50 people from the OU mission last Shabbat, a week and a half ago, um, we, I was walking with uh, Rabbi Weinreb and Rabbi Weil and a few other people through the streets. We stayed in our, uh, on our, uh, we stayed, our, our yeshiva has become an army base, so we, we stayed at our branch, which is a newly finished dormitory and uh, Beit Midrash, uh, just about 10 minute walks. So we had a walk from there to the yeshiva, and on the way, people hear us talking English in the street come up to us and say, tell the people back in America, we're strong, we're used to this, we're going to fight, we're going to stand up, we're going to win, and thank you so much for coming. And it was like unbelievable people, you know, little old Moroccan ladies, and, you know, it was just an uh, unbelievable experience. So the spirit of Sterot lives on, to say the least. I think the spirit of Sterot has spread out to the entire country. And how many, uh, I mean, 
and not that these things need to be quantified, and plenty of people are following it, but many, many rockets, many missiles coming in on a daily basis, right? Yeah, people ask me, you know, I, I, there are times when there you have a break. I remember last week, in the middle of the week, uh, a great Jew named Kurt Rothschild from Toronto, who's been so active in helping so many different organizations hook up to people to, who can help them, he asked to be taken to Stay Road because there was a Canadian mission coming that day, and he, he wanted also to talk to us about how he could help us out with something. Here's an 85-year-old man living in Yerushalayim, recent Oleh Hadash from Toronto, and he, he doesn't move too quickly. You know, I've taken him in my car, and I drive him all the way, picked him up by Yeshurun Shul in the center of town in Yerushalayim, drove him all the way to Stay Road. He was there for hours on end, walked around, went around, met with the people, and went back. And here I'm thinking, well, if there's an alarm, if there's right. a siren, it could be difficult. so I have to stay with him. Right. And I thought to myself, is that fair to my wife and kids? You know, right. that I, it's, uh, these are dilemmas right. that we live with every day. And thank God, during his entire visit, there were no sirens, you know. But as you know, with the last time we spoke on the radio, there was one in the middle of the uh, middle of the uh, interview. Uh, we, I had to run into. I, I was very afraid that when I said I got to go, that you would hang up on me. But I just meant that I had to run into the uh, bomb shelter. The entire campus by us is bombproof, except for my office, the office of the secretary, and a few other places. So, uh, um, but they move since we're building. They moved my caravan a little closer to the bomb shelter, and I have to make way for the next dormitory. So I, it's, I, I and I. So I had my knees replaced so I can run quickly into the into the uh, bomb shelter. Listen now. to your attitude. Very similar to your uh, fellow residents of Israel when it comes to all of this. Because I know that it's not just they wrote. Obviously, uh, tens and hundreds of cities are being bombarded, and yet people are 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 supporting the prime minister. Are you know hoping for this war effort to really destroy Hamas? and are ready to make whatever sacrifice possible to make that happen. You know, before when you said the somber mood, and for a second I thought to myself, what is he talking about? Then I remembered, you know, we have uh, 60 boys who were killed, right. and a lot of people injured, and it's very, very sad, but there is such an unbelievable spirit in Israel. Every parent of every soldier who fell, who speaks at the, at the funerals, are so strong and give so much strength to the people of Israel. It's an unbelievable feeling. Uh, people tell me that at least since the Sixth Day War, there has not been a feeling in the country like that, and maybe even not in a long, long time. So this is a historic summer. We keep saying it's a historic summer, but in, in many ways beyond just what's happening on the ground, it's a historic summer in terms of the unity of what's happening in Israel. I, I, th- I mean, there's millions of little stories. Just someone told me a story yesterday that the Rosh Shiva of one of the... Uh, uh, one, of, one of the American shivas in, in Yerushalayim told over that somebody was coming to uh, spend the summer with their, with their kids who were learning in yeshiva and they have off Ben Azmanim and they had a cancer, they decided to cancel their trip to Israel because they were going to spend time with their son touring the country but uh, they had to tell the people who were renting the, the apartment that he's in Miluim. He says, you're in Miluim? You guys are Haredi. What do you mean Miluim? He says, yeah, my son is not leaving the yeshiva. He's sitting and learning straight through, and he's not going to go touring any with me, so I'm going to come back you know, uh, you know, a little later. But you know, and, this is, and the non-religious owner of the apartment said, forget about the cancellation fee. There's no problem. Your son is, your son is on the front line just like the rest of us. And those are the things you hear all over, things that you wouldn't even hear from me. But, you know, but uh, it's just unbelievable, the spirit. And there's some of the people who are leading that spirit are also uh, the commander of Givati, uh, Ofer Winter, who's just been unbelievable uh, in standing up for Jewish spirit and Jewish pride. You know, people say, uh, you know, most of the people are not religiously observant. They forget that 85% of the people say they believe in God. And, right. you know, when, when English soldiers go into battle, they say, for the queen. Right. If they say for the queen, we can say for God. Right. That's okay. Agreed. Yossi Baumel is here. It's Erev Tishabov at JM and the AM. We'll be in Stay Road 
Friday, please God. Um, people want to know what you need. Does Thero need anything specific right now in terms of uh, people who want to earmark funds for your city? Uh, there's no question about it, but I want to preface this. I want to yeah. say I've never been a fan of the sky is falling, give me money approach to fundraising. And what I'm doing here really is not at that, and of course I'm raising money, and of course we need money. However, what I'm doing is, is thanking the people who gave us till now, because all, what, the people who understood the situation all along and helped us and stood with us don't understand how much what they did is, has, has such fantastic effects. The fact that we have a bond-proof campus uh, in Steyrot has caused us to be the center of activity. I mean, we're the, we're the official army base of a special forces battalion uh, that's 600 strong sleeping in the yeshiva. Okay? Now, they wouldn't come there if they couldn't have most of their soldiers in protected areas. Right. Not all of them are. The commander whose, whose predecessor had died, was killed in a battle two days before they came to our yeshiva, and he spoke for just for a moment on Shabbat uh, there. He's sleeping in my office, which is not protected. He wanted his soldiers, as many, many as possible, to be sleeping in protected areas. But the fact that we have a bomb-proof campus has such a tremendous effect on everything. So yes, that's why we have 600 soldiers, and yes, the army is bringing them, um, you know, our field rations. But right. last, this past Shabbos, when I was not there, I know that we served 700 meals to many hundreds of soldiers and others who are there. Their families are coming to visit them because it's a safe place to come and visit. You can, you're, wherever you are, you can just pop into a place. It leads to strange things. For example, there was one night when I was running to the bomb shelter when there was a, a siren, and I see three young ladies scantily dressed jumping into one of the yeshiva dormitories, something, a scene that sort of, sort of seemed surreal to me, you know. But what was <laughs> It. There were soldiers there, and their families were visiting, right. and then the, and the alarm goes off, and the, psh, everybody's into you know you're in a, a lawn that's surrounded by all these bomb-proof dormitories. You just pop into any room, and you're safe. So you know this is an unbelievable thing that we can help the IDF, that we can and feed these people. We had the Shabbat of two weeks ago when uh, the OU came with 50 people uh, from uh, the United States, and it was organized. Avi Berman did a fantastic job and the OU was organized you know just almost overnight and 50 people came and they came into the Beit Midrash and they saw hundreds of yeshiva students hundreds of soldiers many of them have never been a shul in their life and we had a long Kalbach davening and you see these guys staring there with their mouths open and then all of a sudden joining the dancing and then we're dancing and then all of a sudden two soldiers are lifted up on chairs and I asked why those soldiers picked that out of everybody else and they said they, they're in the middle of Sheva because they just got <sighs> married this past week and left their wives and we want to give them a little good time and we sang Yassi Salaych Alokayich and we were dancing with them it was just an unbelievable thing everybody who was there and there was an article in Hamodi about this and Rabbi Wild wrote about this, and other people wrote about it. Everybody said it was the most unbelievable, including people who have been with me in Shabbat Chayesara and Hebron, they said it was the most unbelievable Shabbat they ever had in their life. It was just an unbelievable thing to see. And you know, it's a strange thing, because here we are a yeshiva, and here we have the cars driving up on Shabbos to visit the non-religious families visiting the non-religious soldiers, people on their phones and everything going on, and yet there's this unbelievable feeling of unity and sense of purpose, and uh, and it's just, you know, it's just an unbelievable thing. And I think a lot of the people who are coming on these missions, everybody asks the same questions. What can we do to help? And, right. we'll, get, and we'll get to that. But the most important thing is not the, not the res- what needs to be received, but the people want to give. They want to touch, and a Jew everywhere feels that he is part of a nation, and that nation is over there in Israel, and they want to tap into this unbelievable spirit spirit of unity, of sense of purpose, of, uh, of, of, of rejoicing, that, and rejoicing in the fact that we can defend ourselves after 2,000 years. Yassi Baumel is here. It's Erev Tisha B'Av. A little strange to talk about a celebration later in the week, but with all this going on, 
And as we said, with a very challenging time and with emotions going, you know, from one direction to another in Israel and especially in places like Stay Road, we do have a celebration coming up Friday. And we acknowledge the uh, amazing contribution of uh, Simon and Dr. Joe of West Orange, New Jersey. Their Sefer Torah is now in which synagogue in Stairot? It's in the Ethiopian in synagogue. In the Ethiopian synagogue yeah, in yeah, Stairot. Yeah. What happened was, it's, you know, I don't know if I told you this, uh, Nachum. First of all, I have to thank you in front of all your uh, <laughs> listeners that you were the one who hooked us up for the Sefer Torah. I gave you a ride back after the Beit Arot dinner. Right. And I told you about how after the elections in Stairot, how the new mayor wants to keep his his campaign promises to all the various people. And I went to meet with the Ethiopian community to learn about their needs. And they told me they don't, they don't even have a second Sefer Torah, and their first one is not in such great shape either. I said, wherever I've worked, people have been trying to, like, give away. So if everybody wants to write right. a I can't believe you don't have an That's the first thing I'm going to do. And then I saw you, and I met you. But what you don't know is that I was in Dr. Joe's house for Shabbos just a few weeks <laughs> before that. You know, and I didn't just think of that connection. And you made that connection. It was an unbelievable thing. So we're looking forward to a really special celebration. Um, Elon Davidi really is trying to help a lot of the different communities we're working on, a, on a, the sh- and the yeshivas in the forefront. We're actually helping build the Bukharian shul uh, in Steroid that Arik Sharon promised would be built when the first first uh, victims of uh, missile terror fell in Steroid. One of them was a member of the Bukharian community, and he promised the shul would be built. It's still not built, but it's being built right now under fire. So that's one thing. And, this, and when I met with the Ethiopian uh, community, they need a community center and a shul and whatever, and we're trying to work with these people. So uh, it's just unbelievable, the unity... Uh, that you have in Steyrot, which really reflects the unity that's now all over the country. I mean, we have in Steyrot, besides our, uh, the Garin Torani and the Yeshiva community, which is, I think, 350 families already uh, in Steyrot, you have many other ethnic communities, and they all, even, there's even like a labor party type uh, is in urban kibbutz, and everybody works together. We're working together on our project for the uh, Steyrot uh, Heritage Center, which is a visitor center that's going to enshrine the feeling that we have in Israel now, even though we planned it in advance, it's the idea of the gvura, of the courage, of the combination of the front line, the combination of the people living in the area, uh, in the northwestern Negev, how they settle it, how they stand up against terror, and the, with the IDF there as well, all the time also, the idea of understanding how important heroism and courage is to the history of Jewish people and to the future of Jewish people. First of all, I'm glad that you're uh, helping ensure the promise of Ariel Sharon. That's very interesting. He, uh, he, made, he made a guarantee there'll be a Bukharian synagogue, and you're carrying that through. That's very nice. Secondly, uh, will Friday, so, and we'll talk more about this on Friday, but it, it, will it be unusual to me? Will this be like a regular Hachnasat Sefer Torah, or because this is the Ethiopian community, it will, there will be things I will not recognize that are going on during I the ima- celebration? I imagine there will be things that we don't recognize. Even I, and I've, I've had kids who've done Sherut Wumi and others working with these communities, uh, so it should be very interesting. It should be interesting. Uh, I, but from, from the schedule, you'll have to tell everybody about it on the next Monday morning, right? Cause of the, yeah, the, but you know, we could yeah. Facebook and tweet yeah, about right. it and all that stuff and put yeah. pictures up so yeah. people could see what was going on even before Shabbos. Yeah. And um, and the other thing is that uh, I didn't realize that we helped uh, uh, the mayor keep a campaign promise. For that alone, I hope he's there on Friday. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> At first I asked him, I said, three weeks ago, I said, listen, or four weeks ago, I said, listen, on Friday, you know, Know, and whatever, we're going to be there. He says, ask my wife. I don't know. Then, but uh, he's going to be there. Uh, 
not only is he going to be there, you know, uh, uh, people ask me, you know, after Tisha B'Av, usually the shiva, you know, the boys go home. Right. So I said, if the Haredi shivas are learning through the summer, then I assume that we are hosting soldiers and helping the community and being there all the time. We're not going home either. So, uh, wow. Oh, oh, boy, it's amazing, the commitment that's being made by so many. JM in the AM with Yassi Bamel on this era of Tisha B'Av. Friday will be in Stay Road for the big celebration, but you hear what's going on there. It's not just a celebratory atmosphere. It's one of amazing unity. At times, unfortunately, there's uh, some somber conditions, and of course, there's rocket fire on a constant basis. You actually see, just to give people a perspective, your office is how many miles from the Gaza border? Uh, we're f- we're in the part of the state that's far away from the Gaza border. It's about a mile and a half. A mile and a half. Yeah, that's far away. Which means if you're on the yeshiva's roof, you could see all the activity that's going on in Gaza. Uh, we had a guest from Chicago about two, three weeks ago, and we're sitting in Rabbi Fendel's office on the top floor of the yeshiva. And the building is protected, and there are windows facing there. And as we're talking, we see, you know, in- interceptions in front of us and columns of smoke and and the noise. Uh, usually it's good noise. It's noise that we, our forces are doing right. their work uh, that you hear. But uh, the Friday night that we, we, we were in Sterot with the OU group, all day was quiet because it was a ceasefire, more or less, you know. With, uh, but uh, all night it was just nonstop bombardment. And, and, you based, hear everything. and based on what we see from the red alerts... Uh, Ashkelon, Ashdod, especially Ashkelon, right? Ashkelon is getting hit very hard over the last couple of weeks, correct? Well, the areas that have really been hitting hard are the Eshkol region, which is the area next to the um, Gaza Strip south of Steyrot. Right. And the areas closer to Steyrot are really getting hit by shells. And those shells are much more dangerous because basically there's no warning and there's no protection against the shells. When you're that close and they shoot uh, what's called in Hebrew... Neshek Tlul Maslul, which means low, straight uh, trajectory missiles, as opposed to missiles that go up in the air and that could be intercepted and come down again. A shell is shot directly like a rifle bullet almost, and there's no protection against that, and that's taken a pretty heavy toll uh, in the areas. I know my own my own son-in-law is uh, serving, hopefully he's getting out today. He's a company commander in Givati, and uh, my daughter had not seen her husband for a couple of weeks, and then they let people this past Sunday um, go to th- these areas that are outside the Gaza Strip where the soldiers meet them, and she saw him and whatever. But then the next day, that's that was a site of a of a uh, shell attack, uh, artillery shell attack at that area, and it's 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 quite dangerous. Unbelievable. Yeah. How to help? What should people do if they want to help and stay roads and they want to okay, continue first, to help gold stay road? First of all, all the people who want to send food and pizzas and stuff like that. Okay, we're not against food. We're food. We're we ourselves are feeding a lot of soldiers right now, uh, and we also are delivering pizza to people. But I I don't want to send stuff to people who don't need it. So I, we're not like saying, okay, send us money, and we'll find someone to fun- give a pizza to. That's not what we do. We had, for example, two weeks ago on a Sunday. Uh, we have all our boys in the yeshiva have friends who are in the army, okay? Mm-hmm. So therefore they have f- close friends that are in the entire area spread out through the Gaza Strip. So anybody who needs anything, they call up their friend in the yeshiva and we're, we're sort of like a depot for this sort of thing. So there was a near arm the, the night before the uh, tunnel attack against the Iran when five boys were killed. The night before they said there's some kind of supply problem. They're not going to be getting supper there. So right away... We uh, organized pizza there, and we found someone even to give the donation for it. But I don't want to take money from people for just to deliver pizzas just like that. We are feeding people nonstop, and if people want to be partners in that, they can send small donations, big donations at uh, sderot.org, S-D-E-R-O-T. S-D-E-R-O-T dot org slash English, or if you end up on the Hebrew site, just press the English button, and you'll see pictures of what's going on there. Uh, so first of all, yes, that uh, there, and we have in our yeshiva right now, 
from the people of Israel. And it's on our website. You can see the five levels of boxes piled up in, in the office, in the lawn of everything you can imagine, toothpaste, underwear, food. It just there's no end to the stuff that people are bringing and that we're sending out to our network of soldiers throughout the area. So really, the Jews of Israel are taking care of, of the immediate needs uh, of these people in an unbelievable way, and uh, the way I, I, the way that you can help is by helping those organizations that are that are in, on site and doing those things like Stay Road. Stayroad.org, S-D-E-R-O-T.org is the best way to give online. And as you heard Jesse Baum will say, anybody from uh, uh, this area or from any area who wants to uh, contribute, your contributions will certainly go very far. They are feeding a lot of people. They just, uh, it's not always the best strategy to just arrange for pizza deliveries. It's a, you gotta do it at the right time when it's really needed, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously you're there, um, with your staff to supervise that. JM and the M on this era of Tisha B'Av will be in Stay Road on Friday as part of this amazing journey to the Holy Land. Um, you know, people, not, not that, not that I want to paint you as a military expert or as a governmental affairs expert, but people want to know when this whole thing is going to come to an end. What did you think yesterday when you heard that the soldiers are starting to leave Gaza? Um, I My initial reaction was surprise and uh, a bit upset. After going through all this, all, these, all this time, we want to finish the job. On the other hand, the fact that Lieberman and Bennett both voted for the same thing means that I think the Israelis are still have something up their sleeve. In other words, this is not just, you know, we're pulling out and that's it. There's something going on. I don't know. I even have some ideas I don't want to say because maybe they're right and maybe I don't want to give away. But I think, first of all, they don't want to continue on with the soldiers in the inner urban areas right. as long as they know that they destroy the tunnels more or less. So they've retreated to a strategic area within the Gaza Strip, uh, two, three kilometers from the border, not, uh, not, not any deeper, maybe even less. And I don't know. But you know what? Uh, People, a lot of people have been criticizing Netanyahu for agreeing to ceasefires and not doing the finishing off the job. You have to understand, and today the latest news is that there is uh, the the uh, PLO, the uh, Fatah Abbas, has spoken with uh, the Hamas about going to the war crimes court uh, to sue uh, Israel for war crimes. And you have to understand, that if you have a nuclear bomb... And I can say, abracadabra, don't use that bomb. And you don't use the bomb because I say abracadabra. That means the person who has a mouth has a bigger weapon than the person with a nuclear bomb. That's our world today. The strategic weapons today are the UN, the New York Times, uh, the, the legal, the warfare, the lawfare, that what's called, right. and all this stuff. And Netanyahu again and again and again has agreed to these things in order to make it clear to the world that they don't want peace under any conditions. So until uh, now, and you know, there's an interesting thing, you know, on one hand, 65% of the people said Netanyahu is handling the, the, doing his job well, which is down 10% from last year, last week, but still, unbelievably high. On the other hand, 85%, which is down, I think, from last week, want them to continue on and finish off the job completely. So how do you explain that? So I think the state of Israel as a whole is holding its breath and relying on its leaders because they're doing a pretty good job. On the other hand, we want to make sure that at the end that there's some kind of real conclusion to this 
Uh, I entitled my talks throughout the area this past week Concrete Results for like three different reasons. Uh, <laughs> one was we want to see concrete results. One is the tunnels, which was a concrete result from the concrete that we sent them. <laughs> but the most important concrete result is the results of what we can do for the community because we have concrete bomb-proof campus. And you know, I just mentioned one, but there's a lot of other things. I know there was a story that went around about how there was a wedding canceled right away at the beginning right. in Ashkelon, and uh, Mechi Fendel called them up and said, make the wedding in our bomb-proof dining room. Uh, we have uh, boys going around, help shopping for the people, uh, giving out um, these uh, beepers that are, um, you know, vibrating beepers for people who are hard or hearing. We have, uh, you know, it's for older people, even in their own homes, to run within 15 seconds into a protected room is not an easy thing to do so we have a we have a kolel for senior citizens in a bomb shelter they get lunch they get shirei torah and this way their families know that for half the day they're in a place they don't have to run anywhere they're sitting there and having a good time and they're they're protected you know so all these things uh the fact that we have our, our students there and are, they're operating the city's uh emergency control center where they have these they they really upgraded it since the last war that has like 20 plasma uh, flat screen TVs all over so you can look all over stay wrote and you call up people you need help and they, they, our boys are running that that thing uh uh, now as well also. So the fact that we have a bomb-proof campus has played off in spades so much uh, now, and that's why rather than saying, okay, we need, we, we, we're in the middle of, we're trying to finish off a dormitory right now, it's very, very important to finish off the dormitory, and we're try- working very hard to finish off another bomb-proof dormitory, and I'm sorry that I'm thinking in the back of my mind that we'll be, we'll be needing it down the line, unfortunately, the way things look. And so you know, people should know that their ongoing support of all these organizations that are doing really good things is more important than reacting to some banner on some website. That, oh, you know, the sky is falling, give me money, you know, and everybody's trying to jump on the bandwagon. There are people who are out there, not only Stay Road, but many others who are out there in the front line doing these things all the time. And now is the time to express your support by them, by coming to visit, by, by continuing to, to donate, but to know that those people who have given till now have done such an oh, unbelievable awesome thing for the state of Israel and for the IDF and for the people of State Road by just having bomb-proof uh, uh, campus there. And the building's unbelievable. J.M. and the A.M. Erev Tishabov, org has all the information about uh, helping out. We'll be there, Rezrat Hashem, Friday for the big celebration. We're looking forward to that being a big highlight of our trip to Israel. Um, anything else you want to add, Yossi Bamel? Anything else to uh, tell us? I, I just a little, a little uh, spiritual uh, thoughts sure. on, on the situation. You know, uh, if you look back over the years, it seems that the wars of Israel try to come around the time of the Shemitah year. Um, the Six-Day War, the Yom Kippur War, both were either a few months before or after Shemitah. The Second Intifada broke out on Erev Rosh Hashanah of Shemitah. And the Gemara says that uh, the, in the, in the seven-year period that Mashiach comes, in the sixth year there'll be voices of, of war, the seventh year there'll be war, and then after that seventh year, the Mashiach comes. Now, I'm not saying anything, I'm not a prophet, and I don't know what's going to be, and this could be a long haul, not only this operation, but it could be, who knows what, but on the other hand, the people of Israel are like a living organism that want to be redeemed. And every seven years, except for the seven years that Shemitah that followed the expulsion from Gush Katif, where there was nothing was happening, you know, that we. But every seven years, there seems to be some kind of something happening. We want to be redeemed. We want we want to bring peace to ourselves and to the world at large. And this is just another interesting uh, development. Uh, I remember over the years, many times in the summer, we would go on vacation in the Galil or even to. Uh, Gush Katif in the good old days, that there would be tension, like, leading up to the Shnat Shemitah year. That's, that, that's an interesting thing. 
So uh, it'll be good. How long are you staying in Israel when you're coming out? Be there a week. Just a week, huh? Okay. You never know. Maybe you'll be staying longer. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. There you have it. Um, Yassi Baumel, uh, stayroad.org for information. We'll be there, Rez Hashem, Friday for the big celebration. Are you uh, doing any more speaking, or are you just heading back at this point? Um, I have a few meetings today, and then I'm heading back to, uh, tomorrow night to make sure that I, my friend who's coming to Stay Road on Friday is taken care oh, of properly, you. just for you. <laughs> um, and uh, I just wanted to say... Uh, that besides the uh, steroid.org, the seven one eight six seven three four nine four five that reaches me anywhere in the world seven one eight six seven three four nine four five. Uh, I'm a one man office basically, so uh, that's I'll answer your phone. Just remember that if I'm in Israel, it may be uh, three o'clock in the morning, uh, and uh, I think that's it. Right. There's something else I wanted to say, but I forgot. I'm so, I'm getting you know on in years. What's that number again? 718-673-4945. 718-673-4945. If you want to make a donation or you want information. Uh, and I would highly encourage people to come. Uh, you know, again, it's the people have this desire to come. They want to tap into the spirit of Israel and to see what's going on over there. That's a good it's not only, only to help those people. The people of Israel are strong. It's that you belong to us also and you've got to be there also and to take part in it. Yep. You know we're believers in that. Yassi Baumol, JM in the AM, wishing you a meaningful fast, and uh, hope to see you Friday and celebrate together in Stay Road. JM in the AM at 25 minutes before 9 o'clock.